Hi, I'm Erin, and welcome to An Emo Girl's Guide to the Galaxy, where we debate, rant, and curse too much. If you like books, sarcasm, and hate the patriarchy, then you've come to the right place. Hey, I'm Jess, and what's on the agenda this week? Um, book hoarding. We're here to help. We're going to talk about what we do with our piles, our merch collections, and all the places that you can donate any books that you no longer want in your home. Um, I'm Loretta, and I'm here for your bookish updates, news updates for this week, so let's dive into this. <laughs> um, on March 1st, uh, Hook, Line, and Sinker is coming out by Tessa Bailey. It's a romance, and it's the second in the Bellinger Sisters series. I do not know this, but I've always wanted to read Tessa Bailey, so... Yes. That's awesome. The first one was like that Summer Catch book that was going around last year. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that was a series. Okay. Okay. Um, also on March 1st is Lock the Doors by Vincent Ralph. It's a YA thriller about terrible secrets people find behind locked doors. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah, I'm reading an arc of this one right now, and so far it's pretty creepy. Like, the main dude moves into a house, and then he finds out the house belonged to, like, some girl he went to school with, and so now he's convinced that, like, her parents locked her up in her room because he finds holes on his door. Ooh, I'm not that far in, but I'm like, okay, it's, this is intense. Dang. Coming out March 8th is And They Lived by Steven, Steven Salvatore. Um, and it says, from the author of Can't Take That Away comes a sex-positive, fairy tale inspired YA novel that celebrates first love and self-acceptance. Perfect for fans of What If It's Us. Um, and that's from Barnes & Noble which I love all those things. Yeah. So, Sex positive oh, yes. is a trigger word for yeah. me. Heck yeah. <laughs> like, Fairy tale I know. inspired. You, you had me at sex positive. Yeah. <laughs> um, also on March 8th is Great or Nothing by Joy, I'm going to say this wrong, McCullough. Um, and Caroline, Tongue Richmond, Tess, Tess Sharp, Jessica Spotswood. Um, a reimagining of Little Women, set in 1942, when the when the United States is suddenly embroiled in the Second World War. This story, told from each March sister's point of view, is one of grief, love, and self-discovery. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, like how timely since that movie came out, like what a year or two ago. So I know I loved that movie. I've never read the book, but I watched the movie with my sisters, and I was crying the entire time. I didn't watch oh the God, movie yeah. because I read the book, <laughs> and I was like, we don't need that pain in our life. I haven't read the book either, <laughs> but I've seen all every iteration of the movie. I've done none of that. I've seen none. I've read none. I don't need to cry, so because <laughs> The so little bit I know is from that Friends episode, so. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a freezer book. That's, that's all enough. you know. It goes in the freezer. It's <laughs> enough for me. <laughs> Yeah, don't don't give me anything about sisters and love and hate and I, I no, I'm it's not gonna end well for me. No, <laughs> it hits too close to home. Like, no, I would never do this to my sisters. Same. <laughs> um. Okay, so I'm Devin. Hope everybody's doing good. I'm gonna kick things off for our team updates around the room. I'll just get started because I have so much to say because I finished House of Sky and Breath. And I'm not going to give any spoilers, but, like, I'm also just dead. So if anybody out there wants to talk to me about it, Jess and I have been going back and forth. And we have so many questions and so many things to share. Dev is actually coming to us from beyond the grave right now. She's a ghost. I can't even, like, 
explain my reaction after reading the last page because I feel like even that is a spoiler. Like, I just I just want everyone to know that they need to read it and then come talk to me about it. I feel like my whole reaction was, this isn't happening. No way, that's not happening. Oh my gosh, this is really... Okay, we're doing this. We are, yeah, we are doing this. Yeah, I can't. This. Uh, now I need a cork board and strings. If you're out there, find me on Instagram, read by Dev. I need more people to talk to about this. <laughs> she really does. And then once we're all done, we're all going to talk about it eventually. I'm forcing you guys to talk about it on the podcast because there's a lot. I have to start a support group. I Yeah, I have no words. Like, I literally closed the book and stared out into space. It, I, I finished at, like, 1130 at night one night. I had work the next morning. And I was like, I'm not going to be able to sleep. And then I woke up thinking about it. And I was like, I'm not going to be able to work. And I've been thinking about it ever since. <laughs> okay, well, then I feel like I need to jump in and say I'm at 93% right now. Guys, I stayed up until 1 in the morning, and I had to stop because I knew we were doing this today. And I was like, I just wanted to be done in time for this episode, but it just didn't happen. So it was just us. Later today, I, okay. I'm going to we'll be talk, in the same place. We will have an entire episode dedicated to this, and then also just Sarah J. Mass yeah. and everybody can come and riot with us. Um, also another news to get away from Sarah J. Mass, I got an arc of Wild is the Witch by Rachel Griffin and it was signed and personalized and it's so pretty and I'm like, it looks oh, so this good. Is so cute. It is an enemies to lovers story and apparently it. a witch, the main character, hates this boy, so she decides to curse him, but then the curse gets stolen by a bird and if the bird dies then the curse I hate like, when that happens. Then the curse <laughs> like <laughs> destroys the world or something. So her and said hated boy that was going to be cursed have to like go on a journey to find said bird. God, and I'm like, really excited to read it. Can't I curse someone without a bird stealing it once? <laughs> but I'm deceased. Yeah. <laughs> This is just going to be a thing. Like, I'm going to explain stories really poorly. No, you're doing a great job explaining. No, that sounded amazing, though. Like, I'm all over it. I joke, but I want to read it. Yeah. Well, I heard The Nature of Witches was really good, and a lot of people recommended that to me, and I just didn't yeah. uh, get around to it in October. Like I said, I was going to because, shocker, I didn't, but... Yeah, I, I would. I'd Every October, cool. I'm like, I'm going to read all my spooky books, and I line them up, and then I don't read anything. <laughs> Same. I take pictures of them for Instagram. I did get through Mexican Gothic, which was amazing. I did read a, I did read a witch book, and now I can't remember what And then it was. the XX, which we won't get into again, because, Except spooky season for me is just every month, because I will just willingly pick up, like, a Stephen King book and be like, yeah, I'm going to do this. Like, I'm going to read about aliens. Or ghosts or whatever. Poor Deb. Every October, I'm like, give me a Stephen King book. I'm going to do it this month. And then I don't. (laughs) I do have that on my shelf, and I haven't read it yet. So maybe we can all do that together since it's so thick. I was never into horror... I was never into horror or scary. And over the last couple of years, I'm like, no, I need a good spook. And thrillers aren't quite getting there all the time. So I, I actually like them way more. I think my childhood, I just was like... I hate scary movies. I hate scary books and never read them. And now I'm like, oh, I actually do. See, that's that's weird. That's opposite of, I think, people who like horror books and movies is that you get into it way too young. Like every fan of Stephen King that I know and I need somebody to cooperate this for me is like 
you open your first Stephen King book way too young and then you start reading it and you're like should I be reading this like what's going on (laughs) and then you realize that yeah in fact you really did start reading Stephen King way too young (laughs) I would buy into that theory for sure yeah yeah that checks out okay who else has updates what's going on with everyone um I, it's my turn and I have nothing to give you guys because I'm in the process of moving and I haven't read shit this week. (laughs) But I can say that um, I ended up getting the same special editions of um, uh, uh, the Mortal Instruments. Thank you. Oh my God. I was thinking like TMI, but what does TMI stand for? The Mortal Instruments by Cassandra Clare, and they're very beautiful, and I'm so excited. I think we're going to start a reread of them. So, Yes, we were talking about doing a Shadowhunter episode. Yeah, Cassie annotated every book, so we have special notes on every single book in the series that we can share. We have insider information. Yeah, that's fancy. I that's didn't so know cool. That. Yeah. That's very yeah. That's all I got, really. Okay, uh, my updates are, yes, I finished off of Sky and Breath, um, but we did that. So I also finished reading Morningstar, which I'm not going to get into the next two in the series until the sixth book comes out because I'm good where I'm at. And you had a hard journey. Cried at a time where I was like, wait, this is not happening. And, you know, like so much action, so much like the right amount of romance, which I like is way lower than what I normally would like. But it was just perfect for the way that it was done. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I really enjoyed that series. Excellent if you want a very low res- low romance, high uh, action sci-fi space. I don't know if it's sci-fi or fantasy. It's like space opera-y. Yeah. I don't know. I, w- I would say sci-fi. If yeah. I say that, I'm afraid some little white nerd boy is going to come be like, oh my gosh, it's not real sci-fi because X, Y, Z. Start, like, explaining <laughs> They're not allowed to it anyway. Unless they hate the patriarchy, they're not listening to us. That's a good clip for our reel so that people can come yell at me. Um, Okay, and then also, so today when we're done here, my sister and my friend Ashley are going to come over and we are going to watch the finale episode of Love is Blind and I have a betting sheet on it and some drinks I'm so jealous. I want a picture of this. So we're going to like make a drinking game to the finale episode for like tears and interruptions and who runs out on who and yeah, I'm pretty stoked about that. It's going to be lots of fun. (laughs) I will, I will send snaps. It'll be entertaining. Please do. I'm very excited to hear about it. I know it shocks you that the Libra loves trashy Love is Blind shows and like Love Island and stuff. Shocker, everybody. But yeah, <laughs> I I live for those shows. I'm a Sagittarius and I do too. I don't know if that checks out, but. I don't want anything that I have to really pay attention I to. I want trashy dating shows. My rising is Libra though, so. Yeah, there you go. You know what was like, this is totally off topic and this will be my last thing, but that uh, MTV one with the golden tickets and stuff. Ugh, that was my favorite. You guys might be. Yes. I don't know if you know that one. No, I, I had to think this about that. This is like going yeah. back to when I was like six years old watching MTV and should not have been watching MTV. <laughs> what was that one where like, um, what was the one where they went into someone's house and then they had to decide if they. Room Raiders. Oh. Also oh next. God. Okay. So next was my favorite. Uh, that they would get off of the bus excellent. because that's just a hundred percent my brand. Yeah, and they would they would pause and they're like, "Hey, I'm Brody." <laughs> and then there were like facts would be next to them. Yeah, he yeah. loves to surf and eat hot dogs. 
Or the parental control one. Did anybody watch that yeah, one? I did. Parental I watched control. That. Yes. And they're like, we hate our son's girlfriend, and then they would go and pick like three other girls. Yes. But it was so scripted. The parents would be like, yeah, we want to get rid of her. We don't like. And then the her. girl is like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you guys suck. Yeah. She yeah. Would. <laughs> We love each other and we have sex. And they'd be like, that's why we want you out of here. I love it. Well, okay. Oh my God. I'm going to give my updates now. Uh, I already said I I uh, am mostly done with House of Breath and Sky. And it's just completely been taking over my life. Um, so that's a thing. And then Avril Lavigne just put out a new album yes. on February 25th. So, it's so good. Uh, just been listening to that on repeat. I feel like that's pretty... Uh, you know, on the nose for our podcast. She's bringing yes. back the emo pop punk so vibes for all of us. Uh, yeah, it's a super fun album. You guys should check it out. Yeah, since I can't focus on anything else except for Sarah J. Mass, I've been going into my playlist, and so it was needed. Like, where can I put some Avril on my playlist? All over. Yeah. Sprinkle it in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I guess we're ready for our main topic now that we've gone main off topic. on, like, 18 tangents already. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about our thoughts on too many books and sorting the stacks which is like when you find yourself deciding to reorganize all of your books and you look around and you're just like sitting in the middle of like towers and towers of books which i do on a you regular basis you should see basis. my room right now oh this yeah, happened to me yesterday yeah just it's reorganizing terrible. it's fun so yeah. I looked up a bunch of psychology about this stuff, guys, too. Yes. So I can, like, I'm save so that to the end and just throw it at you. Or I'm probably going to sprinkle it in based I on what you guys are perfect. saying about this. I think, let's just, I like, it. let's start with the hoarding situation and we'll move on to, like, merch and stuff as it comes, I guess. Because, like, I just redid my living room. My lovely husband made me these bookcases behind me. And I have another one on the other side, so now I have two. And I was very specifically told... If it doesn't fit, it's got to go. Like, this is it. This is, I'm done building you more bookshelves. You're at your <laughs> limit. And, like, it's understandable because I, before we had my, before I had my son, not we, he didn't do anything there. Um, <laughs> well, like, let's be real. Uh, before I had my son in the spare bedroom upstairs that is now his room, we had this big dresser and I would stuff books in the drawers of the guest room dresser. And when we went to move it out, I had to, like, go secretly move all of them. And my husband was like, where did all of these come from? No idea, dude. I have absolutely no clue. So I had to do, like, a big donation at that time because I had secretly been hoarding books in the dresser upstairs. (laughs) (laughs) So how do y'all want? I mean, that's my problem. (laughs) that's my hoarding issue now we don't have a guest bedroom dresser anymore so there's nowhere to put them so i have to like actually purge so i've done a lot of purging and donating lately okay i have been doing that too i um i used to be really bad about like because i i start stuff and then i don't follow through so i used to be really bad about like buying whole series at a time and then like not reading all of it and then i had all these books i hadn't read And then, you know, I just buy books that I think look good anyway. So I just had all these books I wasn't reading. And then money was tighter last year. So I ended up going through and I was like, I have, what am I doing? And I like got rid of a bunch of stuff. Um, And I haven't been buying as much this year. So I'm kind of proud of myself, but I've, I've transferred it into eBooks because I'm like, 
this isn't any physical space. It doesn't count, right? So I just like buy all the ebooks. I don't know. I convinced myself that doesn't count either. I'm like, no, you can't <laughs> yeah. see them on the walls. <laughs> they're not, that they're not hidden in drawers. It's only yeah. two dollars. <laughs> Exactly. It's on sale. It's so cheap. Oh yeah. Bookbub is a problem for that because I get the emails. So I'm like, I would never really buy this book, but if it's two dollars and Bookbub says I would like it, I'm then obsessed. Obviously, yeah. I would like it. It's like a contact sport for me. Loretta is the one who got me onto that too. Like I didn't know about Bookbub until Loretta. And now and now I just like open the emails. And I'm like, oh, I regret this nothing. Is free. I love this Book is Bub. free. You guys, I've heard you talk about Bookbub, but I haven't I haven't explored it yet. And so now I feel like I should close my ears. <laughs> when I add anything to my TBR, I add it to Bookbub too automatically. So I have this huge list, and now they just email me like, "Oh, you wanted this book," and I'm like, "Oh yeah, I did." <laughs> So they send emails about digital sales. So if any oh, are, uh, mm-hmm. any author that you follow on there or like a specific book is on there, if it goes on sale on any digital format, Amazon, uh, Barnes & Noble, etc., it will send you an email that's like, this is on sale. And it sends you weekly or daily. It's up to you kind of deal. So... Yeah, yeah, I'll be signing up for that today. So. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a problem for digital hoarders. So... Yeah, it's, Which I am. it's fun though. It's a cool resource yeah, if you're looking fun. for like di- like discounts on books, which is always what we're yeah. at. Yeah, but going back into the ebook situation, and I know that a lot of us like to support um, the indie bookstores when we can and, you know, keeping bookstores alive. But if you do want free ebooks and you want to beat the system amazon has a top 100 free list which i didn't find out about until i started looking through the bookbub emails and i was doing some digging and so now whenever i have time i go to the top 100 free list and i just scroll through to see what ebooks i can download and you can keep going like you can go into a dark hole of free Amazon Kindle books because it'll show you based off of your search history and what you're looking at like oh you might like this so then I just go and I'm like this is free this sounds good I wouldn't read this <laughs> otherwise like I'm just gonna go and download a bunch of free books <laughs> so I have so many like romance shifter whatever paranormal romance books on my Kindle now and I'm like when am I going to read these eventually? It just feels comforting but, to know that they're there like for you if you need them. Yes. Yeah. I also use all my Amazon digital credits. Like if you have a Prime membership and you pick a slower service, sometimes it'll give you free. It'll give you like a dollar yes. digital credit every now and then. So then when I have a bunch, I'll go back and I'll buy ebooks of something that's like super popular or that I want so I've been saving up to buy a Wharf 2 Queen so I have it before my hardback gets here. I did that yesterday I got uh, like I was getting ordering stuff for my son's about to turn two so I was ordering like dinosaur plates and stuff and I'm looking at there and I was like oh I could wait till Wednesday and then I could get two dollars in digital credit maybe I'll get another book so I've been doing that on your advice and it works really well actually so it's like my favorite hack. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. I don't, I don't even know if it's a hack. Like, I don't know if they, if it, you know, but if nobody, if you don't know that it exists and you want digital credits for stuff, do it. You can also use it for music and other stuff on there, not just ebooks, but I use them for books. We know who we are. <laughs> we know. <laughs> 
Um, also, to get into the indie bookstore support system so we get that out there and you're not just buying books from Amazon. Yeah. Um, if you're in the LA area, I really like the Ripped Bodice in Culver City. So I used to work out there and this is where I've heard of it because I was like, what bookstores are around this area? Um, and they're a woman-owned bookstore and they specialize in romance series. So if you walk in and you want a romance book, like that's your store. Um, the most famous one out here, I think, is the last bookstore, and you can go in, and they have really cool, like, book murals. Oh, I took Loretta there! It was so, so cool. So, we've been there. Um, there's also, I believe it's called the Hidden Bookstore, which is, like, a sister store of the last bookstore, and it's, like, a garden, and you walk through, and it's greenery everywhere. Um, if you're in Pasadena, there's Romans. That's a really popular one out here. And if you're trying to save money, there's also Half Off Books. You can also sell your used books to them, and then they'll go and turn around and sell them for a discounted price to somebody who might be looking for that specific set. But it's a way to recycle and also save some money or get money back if you're a bookseller. <laughs> you just threw so much knowledge at us. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm like sitting here going, whoa, because we, so we have a very different issue here. It's not that we don't have indie bookstores in Houston. We definitely do. Um, I really like Blue Willow Bookshop and uh, Brazos down, but those are both like in the city in the city. So as far as like the suburb areas of Houston, like, I don't know, guys, I don't really leave the loop and that's going to sound, I just, it's, <laughs> it's frustrating to like drive far in big cities. So like, I don't know. I mean, Doug gets it. <laughs> I feel that. Yeah. So it's, it's just, a it's not always like a doable thing especially in Houston where you have to like go dig around for lots and stuff so I really like those two I don't know a whole much about the others I know that our um half price book store was taken like torn down the one that was like closer and inside the city was like totally demolished recently so that was a very sad day um and the other like the closest one is a ways away so honestly it's rough in Houston. <laughs> I love it. But uh, if anybody knows of more bookstores, that would be amazing because I struggle with it a lot. They're just hard to get to. Let us know. I'm sure there's more. We Well, I'm sure there's more and I've looked them up, but they're all outside of the city. And I just like, honestly, I don't leave the city and I don't want to drive 30 miles. Like, it's just, yeah. it's hard. We have, um, <clears throat> I'm currently in Atlanta and I'm in the process of moving to Denver, but here in Atlanta, uh, I mean, it's not here, but there's a place called McKay's Books in Knoxville, Tennessee, and it's like a three-hour, it's a few-hour drive from here. I think it's three hours. Um, but sometimes it's like the mecca. Like, you can go there and sell your books, and they have a shit ton of used books, and it's just like endless and endless stacks. And they also have, like, music and albums and games and, like, used game consoles. Like, you can sell anything at this place. Oh, my place. gosh. And so sometimes we would, like, plan a day where we would, like, get up and go drive a few hours, and then we'd, like, go and spend the day there, and it was, like, yeah. the best. I love can it. Can someone go and see if they have any Game Boy Advance? games <laughs> i've been they, looking they for do. my old they have, they have sh a shit ton of stuff <laughs> yeah i've been looking we have this place called frankenson here which is just like a big building with sellers of like sports gear and nerd stuff and they have like different um stalls and it's like a uh swap meet but for nerd stuff okay. um and 
it gets so crowded because they're only open like twice a week, I think, or maybe once, and I rarely ever go. But I've been looking for Game Boy Advance games for the longest time because I was a terrible child and didn't save any of my stuff, and I'm, I'm missing all my Zelda games. I'm missing all my <laughs> Super Mario games. Uh, like, do I do I need them? No, but I, but I want I think them. I do. <laughs> <laughs> so if anybody has any Game Boy Advance games, please let me know. Um, I, I, we've heard already from, um, Loretta and Jess that they've like sold books or had to get rid of books, but I have a very hard time doing that. I have not really let Me go too. of many books. So I was going to ask you, Deb, yeah. like, do you, do you un, like unhoard books ever? Un-haul I them? don't. What I usually do is I try to pawn them off on my like little family members and I'm like, hey, this is a young kid's book. You read it. Here you go. Get the next generation reading. Or as you can see, like I just stack them up everywhere. But my issue is I I collect editions of the books that I really love. So I have like six different versions of City of Bones sitting on my shelf. Why? I don't know, but I do. Like, I'm like, oh, there's a special collector's edition of this book I really love. I gotta get it. Must have. Yes, and I also have issues with um, mismatching my book series. So if I buy, and I'm like, I'm terrible because I'll buy the paperback of a book if I'm not sure about it, which is what I did with The Court of Thorns and Roses. So I bought the paperback of the first one because I was like, eh, I don't know if I'm gonna like this. And then I fell in love with Sarah J. Mass, and I'm like, I can't have a paperback set. It's going to get ruined. I need a hardcover set. So then I went back and bought the first book in a hardcover set, in a card cover, and then got the rest of the series in a hardcover set. And now I have paperback, hardcover, and then I have the new covers because I'm like, there's new covers. Now my series is not going to match. I need all of the books in the new covers. So now I have, like, three different versions of A Court of Thorns and Roses sitting in my library for no reason. And that's my problem, is I buy <laughs> multiple editions of the same thing. I did not have that problem, because I feel like I would... Like, when I got my new Court of Thorns and Roses set, I gave my old set to one of my good friends who didn't have it. And I was like, here you go. Yeah. You like these. You've read them. She borrowed them all from me to read them. So I was like, well, here, you can keep them. So I yeah. like to, like pass them along actually she probably uh really loves me because i've given her a lot of books (laughs) and she's like you're the reason that my shelves are this big you just keep unhauling on me and i was like but you might (laughs) read them and it's better than like (laughs) yeah i don't know it's better than throwing them away or trying to you know yeah read them my old set i kept my old set because i told myself eventually i could get the juniper books covers so I'm like, oh, I already have a second set. I can save money and just buy the covers and not the covers with the books. Yes. So, again, I know I have a problem, but... It's a collecting thing. I will not be stopping anytime soon. So I'm sorry. I apologize in advance. <laughs> well, I looked up a lot of the psychology behind this, if you're curious. Yeah. <laughs> yes, please yes. tell us. Um, so I looked at several articles, and I can uh, pull them up and explain who they are, so if anyone wants to go back and read it. But um, there was like a bunch of stuff that came up. Like one, most of the stuff I was reading was about collecting in general, but I think we can clearly say that like the book collecting we do like falls under actual collecting. Uh, and one of the articles I read was talking about the difference between like a consumer reader and then a collector reader. Um, and a consumer reader is someone who's like doesn't really care about damage to the book, reads it, it's just a vessel for getting the information, gives it away 
set, you know, does whatever, throws it, rips it, writes We're it. Like, oh. That makes my heart hurt. Yes, yes. And then there's us, I would say the majority of the time we are the collectors because we don't want to crack the spine and we want to keep the covers good and the book sleeves intact and they're beautiful and we want to set them up and we want to collect all the editions and I do not like to loan my books out. I do not trust a single soul to touch them. <laughs> I'm the same way. I'm getting that way. So that's like more firmly in the like collector side of things. Um, and I think it's interesting because like collecting books is a little bit different than like, say we were like collecting figurines or something because they just like sit there, right? Like a book, there's another layer to it because we're actually like reading them. Um, Deb is a little bit in the further category because she is reading them, but then she also has like six of the same books. So we know in your special editions, you're not reading those. <laughs> that's not the one you're picking up, but um yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot to it. So like the collecting, like there's a social motivation. So like, I think we can all attest to that. Like having books, collecting books, talking about books has like brought us together. Right. And then bringing social media into that is huge. Um, like with the bookstagram, right. All of that. Um, and something I was reading too was about, I think someone who might've been involved in bookstagram or book somewhere on the internet with books, um, about how like it really kind of changed like the way like I think more people are becoming collectors because it was like in your head, like if you're a reader and I need people to know I'm a reader, I must then be a collector. Especially if you're like taking pictures of them, like you have to have them, right? That was absolutely yeah. a thing for me. Like when we, when Tegan and I originally started like our bookstagram, which I'm obviously terrible about keeping up, is I was so stressed out over it because I was ordering tons and tons of books that I didn't even know if I was really going to read or not read because we needed the pictures. And that's kind of a stressful thing in its own. But that's also Mm -hmm. adding to that collection is like kind of a social pressure. You're right. Yeah, well, especially if you're online and everyone's like talking about a new release or they have to have this or or a special edition, it starts to make you feel like, oh my God, like I need it too. Like I need to add to to my collection. And then it's like that social clout of being like, look, I got it, right? Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. But also uh, there's like the, with collecting and this is with all collections, but like there's more, what I was reading about the psychology of it is like a lot of it is about like the thrill of the, like the anticipation, right? Like you order the book, you're waiting for it to arrive, you're checking for it, like, oh my gosh, then you get it and you're like, da-da-da-da, and then like, then you need the next thrill of buying the next cool thing. Yeah, and then it's over. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then I I read something and it was about how like collectors do really like to like, the, the arranging and rearranging and displaying of them is like a big thing. And I was like, oh my God, that's like on the nose for all of us with our books. Like yeah. just reorganizing <laughs> yeah. her shelf. Yes. I mean, like I, you know, <laughs> I do that too. I, I got, uh, my copy of, um, Torch Against, what is it? Torch Against Second the Night. Second book in, yes, Torch Against the Night because they didn't have the hardcover in the new, uh, cover art until so recently. Jealous. And I just got my, uh, book in and it doesn't fit on my shelf because of what's on there and so yesterday I was having a crisis because I don't know where to put everything and I haven't figured it out yet because she so, doesn't yes, unhaul I can understand I can understand that yeah. <laughs> like I have to show it off it has to have like a pretty spot on my shelf so when people see my collection they're like oh it looks so nice I'm like, thank you. It took me a lot of time. Yeah, so that's one of the things is, like, other people, like, it's, like, that social clout of, like, to look at my collection, yeah. like, wanting that admiration for, like, what you've done. And then another piece that I read was really interesting was that collecting can give you, like, a sense of, like, 
you're doing something like an achievement like look what I've done like we're maybe in other parts of our lives like we're maybe not feeling like we're doing stuff but like but we're collecting like we have that and I was like okay attacked a little bit attacked yeah (laughs) um so that's a good segue though into like the merchandise and stuff because I know dev shelves especially like it's not just books the way that they're arranged she has her mugs she has her artwork she has like all of her different little like book merch like items her pins and everything and I don't do at near as much so I'm gonna let I'm gonna shove that along to you but yeah that's a good segue into like it's not just I will say Yes, I will caveat that because I am on Bookstagram, a lot or most of the items that I have have been gifted to me or have been, I have received through some type of partnership. So there is that. I do realize that it can get really expensive. But my rule of thumb is if um, I don't know what it is beforehand, I won't buy it, which is why I don't get into book boxes as much as I do individual, like, bookish sites or bookish shops because for book boxes specifically, I feel like the way they reel you in is by showing you the super cute, uh, stylized special edition of the book, and they're saying, yeah, I'm gonna give this to you for, like, X amount of dollars, and you're also gonna get three to five extra special items, but they won't tell you what those items are, and then you get the box, and you're like, I can't use any of these things what am I gonna do with it and so they just sit there so I prefer to buy one-off things when I do buy them like I'll buy a sweater or I'll buy a shirt or I'll buy a mug but I will only buy special edition books from a book box if one I know what all of the items are and I can use or appreciate most of them or they have the book only option because I like to know what my where my money is going versus like oh yeah it's gonna be a surprise yeah I'm exactly the same way I did get one like I think I've only gotten like one surprise book box and that was when Kingdom of Ash came out because I was like I have to get at least something fun for this and I did get my fire breathing bitch queen mug out of it which I mean come on we love it when but I'm also like super picky about my candles now that me and Loretta have gone down our witchy ways that like <laughs> I, I can't handle like just a random candle that's gonna be like they slapped a sticker of somebody's face on it and said oh this is this mm-hmm. I just it's just not my vibe I, I mean I love candles obviously but I it's just not gonna be what I want all the time so I think that just there's a lot of extra stuff in there that I'm obviously not going to use. And I'm just, I'd rather just yeah. buy the book and keep the book. And I really want all of the pretty ones, but I have not been as distracted by special editions as uh, you guys have as much. Cause <laughs> I just like part of my brain is, and I can't spend extra money on something that I already have unless it's an ebook, which my brain rationalizes as a more portable version count. of it. It doesn't count. So it yeah. doesn't yeah. count. But if I get a special edition, I will then give the others away or donate it or get rid of it or do something like obviously not just throw it away, but like donate it or resell it or something. Which is weird because my brain is like I have this special edition, so now I can't do anything with it because it's special and I don't want to mess it up. Like I'm like, I'll open it and like maybe read it once just to see what all of the cool stuff is in there. I'm like, okay, but... If I touch yeah. it again, like, it's going to break. Like, it's going to fall apart. I don't want to, 
I don't want to break the spine. I don't want to whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm always like, I have to have the normal, the normal versions. Yeah. Yeah. And it's probably just in case. because my rereads are mostly on my Kindle. So I'm fine with doing that because once I've read the physical book, I'm like, I'm good. I, I will put it on my shelf. I want to look at it, but I'd rather look at a pretty version of it. But I also am not yeah. going to go like spend a ton of money on special editions when I already have something because something in my brain is like, just don't do it. Like you can spend that money on other things and I don't know. I'm somewhere in the middle when it comes to special editions. Like I got the special editions of the mortal instruments, but I really love that series. Like I only get special editions of series. I really love. I have the special editions of, um, from blood and yeah. And I'm salty that I didn't buy those. I, like, got the special Throne of Glass. I got that collector's edition when it came out immediately. But I I would rather get signed ones than special edition items. So if it's a special edition with a signature, for sure. But I'd rather spend, like, and find a signed copy than a pretty copy. Yeah. I don't think I've ever got a special edition. I'm, like, thinking now. And, like, I can't think of any that I've done. Like, at least not one that, like, I already owned. If I have one, but I don't think I have any special edition. They're all just special. <laughs> I will say too, for for anybody who has stuff that they're trying to get rid of, like hoarding, and they want to sell all of their merch from a box. I have heard a lot of Bookstagram people using Mercari, like they just mm-hmm. set up an account and they sell all of their stuff through that, or just through their Instagram stories. So those are the my tips and tricks for trying to ease out of any hoarding situation uh, to my Speaking have. about that, right. let's uh, talk about some places to donate locally and stuff so that we can uh, like tell you how we get rid of our stuff. Um, yeah. Wait, and before that, wait, I yes. want to say I did look up about the hoarding thing. I know we mm-hmm. all joke and say it's hoarding, but clinically it's not unless you really don't have control. <laughs> so we like to call it hoarding, but it really is just collecting, which can be a spectrum of like how extreme your collecting gets, right? Um, but it's not hoarding unless you really seriously do not have control over it yourself. <laughs> there you go. Yes. yes. Thank really, you, Erin, for letting us know what we do is okay. <laughs> I know. That makes me feel better. I really wanted to say, too, um, when it comes to book boxes, I really just wanted to put it out there that I just really want to be able to buy the special edition of the book. And I yes, don't need the stuff. Yes. Why is that not a bigger thing? Yes. Anybody who's out there who's listening who works for the book boxes, please just give us a special Sometimes edition. Sometimes I just want to buy the book. <laughs> yes, and that's why I don't have some of my special editions because the first book comes in a box and I'm like, I don't want a box. I just yeah. want the book. I hate to be this girl, but uh capitalism means they're probably making money off of the tchotchkes and not off of the special edition. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. It's like uh, uh all of those in- like infomercial things where they're like, We'll give it to you for the low, low price of two things of this, but then we're gonna give you <laughs> 18 sets of tongs for 40 bucks of shipping and handling. Like, I don't know. Yeah. But social media plays into that too, like needing to buy the book boxes and needing to collect. Like your book collection then goes from like I'm collecting books to I'm collecting all these things associated with them. And to and make I'm, an unboxing video. I'm not into video. that either. Like just to do an unboxing video, they'll buy boxes because they get views, which like fair. That's your game. That's true. That's true for the content. I didn't for think sure. of that. Um, well, and the other thing is, like, so you guys were saying that you collect, like, special editions 
primarily of like books that are like your favorite. Like this is the fandom I'm like super into. So that was like another mm-hmm. psychology piece that I read was that um, like collecting and collecting a lot of something or like multiple editions or like things all associated with it. It's another way of being like, no, I really am a fan. Like this is how I can show the world or other people that like I am a fan. Because if I didn't have any of this stuff, then it's it's like I'm not a true fan almost. Like you have to yeah. use this as your way to show the world. <laughs> Did you read and? And if you don't know, that's fine, but I'm told I'm asking because I'm genuinely curious if there's anything out there about the community aspect of it, like you do it because you want to p- feel like you're a part of like a bigger thing, you know? Like you want to feel connected to all of these people who also have the same yeah. hobbies as you or the same interests. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's that social motivation piece, right? And that can present us different things, but I feel like that's what I like what is so important for us like we have like a little community and we have our friendship like around all that stuff it makes you feel connected to other people definitely yeah Yeah. and even if you were like collecting weird figurines if other people were super into those weird figurines like (laughs) you probably want to find those people (laughs) so sorry i just got like flashbacks to all those little precious moments Yes. Ceramics. <laughs> Literally, my mom has a bunch, and I was like, and like other random dolls, and like they're not like full collections, but she feels like she can't let go of them. I'm like, mom, you don't have to collect these little dolls. <laughs> She's like, I don't. I was like, just get rid of them. If you don't them. like them, be okay. Stop doing that. that. Was like such a thing for like previous generations collecting weird, creepy dolls. Oh my god. So yeah. talking about donations and places we can donate, we all know that like most used bookstores, you can take books and they will give you credit at least, like store credit for a lot of your items and like I love nothing better than a used bookstore that is like you might or might not make it out alive where it's towering over you and like I don't know if you guys have been in these, but uh back home we had a used bookstore in it was terrifying. It was in this little old house and the books were piled up and these bookshelves were not, they were not safe. They were leaning. It was <laughs> oh, a no. fight for your life. Every time you went in there, you were like, I may or may not die from books in this situation. But it's like my favorite memory ever of just like used bookstores. And they would give you all this credit for like going in and you would basically just be swapping books all the time. So that was just a fun experience. But as a way to like, donate books you can just like get credit and get new books and just like swap them out like a library kind of um which also uh, a lot of public libraries will do donations i know that the houston public library uh does gently used books and then they take those books and donate them to charities around town and for students and kids to take home for their personal libraries as well so yeah i think it's the same in la too like you can donate to your libraries also, when I was researching, I realized that you can donate to children's hospitals, but they prefer new books because of, of obviously like used books are dirty and not as clean and cleanliness issues. But if you do want to donate children's books and you can send new items there, um, we also have this thing called Rebook It, which I didn't know about. So this is interesting for me. Um, it is through the last bookstore and you can literally pack up all of the books you want to donate and schedule a pickup and they'll come to your house and pick up the books and they support local libraries hospitals and schools so you'll know that all of the books that you donate through them are going to a good home and they try to keep books out of landfills and so when you're thinking about what to do with your used books that you don't want 
try to not put them in the trash so they are being recycled or reused or going to a good home um i also just want to like talk about really quickly before um there's like all the book bans happening across the country and as a person in texas my rage is uh at the end of its rope right now uh but there are a lot of charities and even um but some school districts some charities uh, libraries for sure are taking donations for any books that are well any books at all but also books specifically that are on the banned lists and they are giving them to students to take home for their home libraries so it's a way of getting students access to all of these books that they otherwise would not be getting access to so they're sending them home with them because we have to take them out of our libraries right now and it's just like a really dire awful situation where teachers yeah. and yeah librarians are quitting their jobs because they're afraid they're going to get sued for or arrested for trafficking child porn according to my idiotic governor so i i won't keep going because i could talk for days on it i'm so upset (laughs) but anything that i feel like we all could i know even my work the place that i work was taking donations for the month of february as a like they were like it's for mlk day but they're donating all of these books to send home with kids for their private libraries specifically. So I there are corporations oh. and businesses who are trying to fight it in whatever way we yes. can. Fight because it. there's Love you it. can't fight it other than voting. Rebel. So go vote. Yeah. Get these assholes out of here. Let our no, kids and read. And yeah, encouraging people like kids have access to the internet and other things and like people telling them that they need to read these books. Like if you have yes. children in your lives, like encourage them to read, give them books. Yeah. Like even if they're not in areas that they're, you know, going through a horrible book ban, but like in general we just need to be encouraging our yes. youth to continue like yes. having access to all of this. But I would also recommend anybody who isn't uh in the know about what's on the list to go actually research what's on that Mm -hmm. list because I feel like when you hear book ban you don't automatically think of what we would deem as like more innocent you mean you don't think of the scrolls of magic exactly exactly that was (laughs) that was exactly what my point was like go look at that list because some of the books on that list I would say a lot of people wouldn't deem those as inappropriate for children to be reading and it's very insightful and eye-opening so i would recommend doing that and these bans aren't just taking place in let's pull uh books with sexual content out of elementary schools like they're pulling out them out of high schools they're pulling books on sex education and how to go to the gynecologist for the first time out of high schools so it's it's more severe than you think it is i mean it's like i'm gonna stop because i will (laughs) <laughs> that's a whole other episode I won't where we stop just rage is the problem the and I know that we're getting long today but um yeah yeah that's yeah. my whole thing okay I'm doing. all right well let me share let me share a couple of places in Charlotte mm-hmm. yeah where you guys can donate stuff so our libraries used to take donations I don't know if they're just doing a temporary pause but I, I was on their site um and they were saying to find other organizations to take stuff so I don't know what uh what's the deal with that but that's the case right now um but we do have a place called julia's cafe and books um i have never been there i have wanted to but it is attached to our um one of our local habitat for humanity restores and i guess she's like the person that's named after julia was like pioneering and like setting up habitat for humanity in our um, state or our at least our city 
Um, but it's it's a used bookstore. It's a cafe. It's super cute. Um, they have a ton of stuff, I think, besides just books. Um, so that's a really good one. Then we also have Promising Pages, which is just for children. So again, when we're talking about getting books in the kids' hands, they want it um, for birth all the way up to high school. Um, and they have book drops all over the, the city of Charlotte. So you can go on their website and just there's probably one near you if you're in the area. Um, and then I have a local used bookstore. I, I'm ne- I've never really been a used book person. Like I never really was into that. And um, in my adult life, I've been kind of trying to do that more, um, supporting local businesses. So we have one that's like right down the road for me, or it was called Book Buyers in Charlotte, if you know that. Uh, but they had to close because gentrification and all the things. Um, but they just reopened their new location at the Eastway Crossing. So, and they have a cat book dragon. There's like a cat that like lives in the store. It's mostly in the store when they're there. Um, so cool. So on brand, I feel like. Um, so it's a very beloved place and I'm excited that they didn't have to close forever and they have a new location. So if you're in Charlotte, definitely check them out. Oh, I think I just really quick wanted to say those couple articles that I was looking at on the like psychology, there was like one specifically I wanted to like give credit to, I think. Yeah. So there was one about like someone I think who was like in the book world, um, her articles in bustle about, um, like focusing less on collecting and more on reading. And this is by Carrie Jarema. Oh, I'm going to mess that up. Um, and then this one in psychology today called collecting an urge that's hard to resist. Um, and that's by a Shirley M. Mueller, um, who is a, I think she's like works in neurology and psychiatry. She's a doctor. So those are the big ones. And then I feel like there was like maybe one other, but I we can, yeah, definitely provide those links to people, but Um, Yeah, I just wanted to give a little bit of credit. Yes, we will provide all of our sources in our notes for everybody so that they can go and read. And Jess, maybe we can also put in um, the band book list for people so they can go and look at that. The band book list that I have is the 850 that were proposed in Texas. So we will have to look for, like, I'm sure that there's a location where there's a bunch of them for, like, all of your states and areas to look at. All right, well, then I'm going to jump into our game today. Um, we are playing Skip It or Ship It, so we have a randomizer, and we're going to be pulling two names and deciding if they would be a good couple or not. So, so I'm good. <laughs> I am too. I am too. I was practicing to make sure I knew how to how to use the randomizer, and I am really excited for this first one. So our first Skip It or Ship It, and keep in mind they're fictional characters. So pretend in the fantasy world that they are of age of similar age there's nothing crazy or gross or icky going on here okay fake people so do we skip it or ship it with katie from the luck series <laughs> and castile from blood and <laughs> from, from blood and Ash. skip hard yes, skip for that for sure that does not match I do kind of want to see them in a room together, but no. I think that she would just like roll her eyes and walk out and be like, you are not broody enough. You are just so much energy. But also maybe they would just be besties too. They might just sit around and watch I picture him like giving her like a nuggie or Or something. Yeah. Or he would just come over and be like, ooh, what you writing about on your blog? Let me get on there. Ooh, look at my face. Everybody likes (laughs) No, she would be wanting to take pictures of him like for her blog. Yeah, he'd just be like like, shirtless holding things awkwardly. And then he'd be like licking it, (laughs) licking to lick the book or something stupid. (laughs) 
I, when these names popped up, the first thing I thought was, well, there's no luck series anymore because she's not going to be able to do anything stupid because (laughs) he's going to be like, um, why would you do that? (laughs) I just figured he would just like pick her up and throw her over his shoulder, like a sack of potatoes and be like, stop it. Yeah. (laughs) Let's go do something more. Exciting. He's just so, Exciting. I don't know. I have a really vivid picture of him just like fake licking a book spine now, and I don't know why. Yeah, you have that like really. <laughs> you did that to I yourself. I did. Why is that in my head? Why is, why is that the stuff that I think of? I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so we're skipping Katie and Cass. They'd be besties, but they're not good for each no, other. Not at all. Um, okay, so our next, our next pairing is Inej from Six of Crows, <sighs> and... Hannah Donnelly from Illuminating. I I say ship it too. That. Those two would take over I haven't over read the Six of Crows, but what I from what I know, uh, that sounds like the best couple. Ever. Yeah, I, yeah, same with Loretta. I don't know enough to like, uh, you know, give my heart and soul into it. But I feel like they're like both badasses, right? Like that sounds. Right. Yes, they're yeah. both baddies. They like just ruin the patriarchy. They'd be like, you yeah. men, I'm here for no, like we're taking yes. over. And is like a complete and utter ninja. She just like sneaks and can like walk I high wires. So. That's like a ninja she's name. Just, like so incredibly. I'm basing this off of the show. Yeah. I didn't even see the show, so I have like literally just whatever oh, I've seen so on the internet. She's like, she's like a memes. spy master. Kind <laughs> yeah, of. she's kind of like. Has a spy master situation, yeah. and she I I, I would it. just I tear it. you to pieces. It. Yeah, and then Hannah fucking Donnelly yeah. is. I mean, I have. Yeah, I would say it's a girl she crush, was trained. but I think it's just a straight up like it's a real crush. I real crush. am so in love with yeah. Hannah Donnelly. I read that book and was She's like, so we are shipping Inej and yes. Hannah Donnelly because they are both baddies and they would take over the world, and I bow down to them. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, <laughs> this next one is good too. Oh, God. <laughs> oh man! Oh, no. Okay, Jace from Shadowhunters and Kenji from Shatter Me. I'm gonna say I'm shipping. shipping. I'm shipping. I'm shipping. I, it. I love that. So- Why do I love that so much? <laughs> so much chaotic energy. I love in there. that it's, so much. It's, yes, they'd the be ego. so chaotic together and like try to one up each other, but then they'd be like, "No, bro, you're the best." And then they'd go back and forth, and they'd be like, "No, bro, you're the best." Like, and then they'll be like, "We're the best." They would be <laughs> the vanity in all of that relationship. Insufferable to everyone else. But oh, oh yeah. yeah, I love it. <laughs> this is such a good couple. Oh my god, I want to see somebody... a double date of Jace and uh, Kenji, Kenji, and then Inej and Hannah. Like, I want that double <laughs> yeah, date. Yeah, that'd be good. That yeah. Would Can someone out there write some fan fiction yeah. for me? Fan 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 art, like, I, yes, yeah. yes. We need like, the fan art also of Castiel licking the book and then giving Katie a muggy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Also, any, any artist, we need some fan art and yes. some fan I need him wearing a shirt with her blog name on yes. it. Yes. And then, like, It has to a be a crop, cut. though. I, I was going to say, like, the, the yeah, sides have to be cut out, at least. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the armholes. Uh, you, this this randomizer, you guys, it is it's gold today. It's gold. Oh, Are I'm you so okay? Excited. I'm so ready okay, for this. Yes. Is, this is the last all right. one, so I'm glad it's. Uh, all right, the last one is a good one. Kaz from Six of Crows, and drumroll, Bella from Twilight. <laughs> Bella doesn't go with anybody. I don't even have to know Six of Crows to know. I want to ship it because I want him to tear <laughs> apart. He would stolen my breath. He would not. He would just. 
fly no. swat her with the back of his hand. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, her sk- ass. I'm skipping it. I'm skipping it. I I, I ship that- it just because I know he'd kill her. Quickly. Yeah, I'm shipping it because he would destroy her. She would be like, I just want to hold your hand. And he'd be like, bitch, you get off. (laughs) Wow. I know what you are. (laughs) Say it. Oh, my God. Uh, He's like, yeah, bitch, I know what you are, too. (laughs) He's like, I'm not hiding it. But, like, (laughs) can we get some fan art of Bella coming up and being like, I know what you are. And then Cass just, like. (laughs) Throwing his cane, just like randomly cane? smacking her over his shoulder. Like oh she's behind God. him and he just smacks her in the face. Yeah, the this breather the kid. That oh, the breather just... kid and she would punch him. That's what it would be. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. Uh, that was we a fun game, game, game again. That was we fun. need to do this game again. Yeah, this that was good. No, this yeah, game, this game is a keeper for sure. All right. Well, there's our skip it or ship it for today. Let us know if you agree with all of with all of our thoughts. On that note, I think it's time to end this show today. So um, next week, we're going to be talking about sexicones. And I'm not even going to explain what that means. You just have to watch. Yes. Or I mean, you just have to come and listen and learn what the hell that word is. Sexicones. And it's going to be really fun and crazy. But, it's going to uh, be a good episode. You'll want to listen in. You'll want to tune in, especially the romance fans. Yeah, all right. Don't want to be there. Um, we are on all of the things now, even more than we were before. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on TikTok. I can't even anywhere remember. podcasts. Instagram, Spotify. Right? Anywhere podcasts. Yes. Literally anywhere podcasts. Yeah. Instagram, <laughs> Twitter, Twitter us, Facebook, Rant. Yes. And we're also on all the socials. Um, yes. At emo girls guide. Emo girls guide. So come and find us and hang out. And. May your day be blessed with char- main character energy. Main character, main character energy. Character energy. <laughs> <Woo-hoo>. Okay. <laughs> Yay. Gosh,